Amen. Thank you, Howlin. Amen. It's beautiful to hear our youth praising the Lord. Amen. Now, he plays well, but, you know, there's something more besides his playing. That's his heart that comes out and the spirit, the anointing that he gets from praying. He prays a lot. You know, I, I saw him practicing uh, before, earlier, before you guys got here, and I said, oh, <clears throat> I don't know, uh, Howlin. But when he gets up there with the anointing, with the power of God, it's a whole different story. Kind of like me when I practice. I practice my message, and it's kind of dry and not very impactful. But when I ask the Holy Spirit to take hold of it, then something happens. And we have to have the Holy Spirit in our life in whatever we do. Amen? At our work, at our jobs, uh, at home, wherever we are. In fact, I was so happy to see Rudy. We've had the men's uh, free throw contest. And Brother Rudy took third place. Now, Rudy, if you remember, died a couple of months ago, and his son saw him and said, Dad, what are you doing up here? You need to go back and, you know, have a life. And so he, 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 was, he was shooting, and I noticed he was concentrating, and he, told me, he whispered to me, I got to win this thing. I go, okay, okay, Rudy. And so he started concentrating, and he started putting the, the baskets in the hoop, and uh, I said... I, the, yeah, the ball in the hoop. Thank you. I'm anointed, brother. I just, you know what I mean? And I said, Rudy, how did you do that? What did he say? What, tell me, what did he say? I prayed. I prayed to God that he would help me. And he did. Amen. I said, Rudy, where did you learn that? It goes from you, Pastor. Of course, I use the Holy Ghost wherever I go when I play basketball. In fact, my friends say, say don't, don't, don't watch him. Be careful of him because he plays with the Holy Ghost and he'll make shots, you know, when you don't think he's going to make them. Amen? Amen? And God is going to use you to do things that you didn't think you could do because God is with you. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you for bringing us here together. We thank you, Lord, that we love you with all of our heart, our soul, our strength, and our might. We give you praise and glory and honor. Lord, take my words and let it minister to your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, we're going to talk about something I think we all can understand and relate to. I'm talking about the thing that's between your ears, your mind. Okay, your mind has to be used for God's glory. And a lot of people say, you know, my mind's going crazy, man. It's going berserk. It's going bananas. I don't know what to think. Uh, help me. <laughs> it's a runaway mind. But no, you know what? You have to be, take control of your mind. You tell your mind what to think. Your mind doesn't tell you what it wants to think. You are in control of it. Amen? So the question is, what are you thinking about? What in the world are you thinking about? Well, God wants us to think about him. Amen? And we can control our mind because our mind uh, runs our emotions and runs our actions, and so we have to take control of it. The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so shall he be. Now, I didn't even know your, your heart could think. Isn't that something? We're going to find out about that a little bit. But you might think that uh, your, your mind is telling you certain things like you're not good enough, uh, you're... you're, you're uh, you're not, things are not going to work out for you. Uh, it doesn't look like you have the ability to do the things that you're supposed to do. You can't listen to those things. 
You, you can't say, I'm going bananas, I'm snapping, help me, I'm losing my control. No, we have the mind of Christ, and we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Now, what is a sound mind, I might ask? It's the ability, it's, a right, it's called a right mind, the ability, ability to think clearly of what is going on, to have perception of spiritual things, to be sane, to be controlled, to have insight into things that are happening, and to be self-disciplined in your thought life. Can you imagine? Is that you? Are you disciplined or are you just like, oh, no, things are going wrong. I don't know what I'm going to do. No. Take control of your situation, praise the Lord. I can remember when I was playing basketball a long time ago, when I used to be able to jump up and everything, and I, I would be doing a layup, and I'd be in the air, and some guy hit me, and I went flying and landed on the pavement, and my, the tip of my elbow came off, like, whoop. And I'm sitting there thinking, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen to me? Am I ever going to use this arm again? Are they ever going to, are they going to find that piece? What's going to happen? But you know what? crossed my mind? I said, if they could put evil Knievel back together again, <laughs> surely they could put me back together again. Amen? Amen. So you have to, you, your mind has to think about positive good things. I can remember two times in our marriage when I did some things that didn't work out that well, and I thought, oh no, my wife's going to be really uh, disappointed in me. But she just snuggled up to me and she said, uh, honey, it's all going to work out. I know it's going to work out. I believe in you. And we went to sleep. It was so peaceful. I said, oh, I married the right girl. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is so good. Amen. So in Philippians 4, 6 through 7, let's look at this. This is what God instructs us to do. Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. So we have a heart and mind that is in conjunction with each other. Your heart and your mind have to be in agreement. There's a connection. Now, what is the heart anyway? Is it that organ that beats inside of you? Or is it something more than that? Let's look at the definition from Strong's Concordance. It says, the center and seat of all spiritual life. The soul or mind is the fountain and the seat of thoughts, passions, desires, appetites, affections, purposes, endeavors. The inner man, your desire, what, what, what your appetite is. You know, when they say, okay, we're having... Uh, Cake, oh, I'm so happy you're having cake. <laughs> it's, it's, your, it's your desire. What, what do you want? I, I, one thing I have desired to be in the house of the Lord. Amen? I, I like one brother said, it was Wednesday, he said, I can't wait for Sunday. I can't wait to come to church and be in the house of the Lord, house of worship. Praise the Lord. Now, the mind is an amazing thing. It can trip you up and it can do great things. Do you know, in your mind, you could be sitting in your kitchen table, you can travel all the way to Paris, go see the Eiffel Tower, have a lunch in a cafe on the street, and come back home in 30 seconds. I mean, you come back. Your, your mind can do that, right? Your, your mind can imagine things as they're going to happen before they even happen. 
And sometimes you think wrong. Can I talk to anybody out here? That person doesn't like me. I don't think I like them. <laughs> I had a chance. I went into Vons, and there's this bakery lady that just rubs me the wrong way. I mean, I tell you, this girl, she could care less about getting those bagels out at 7 a.m. in the morning. I mean, you know, I said, where's the bagels? Oh, I didn't have time today. What? Come on, that's your job, lady. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I, I, you know, they, there's a lot of people that get change, changing. You know, they they get fired or they leave or whatever. I'm going like this lady. How is she ever going to live, <laughs> or can, can she continue to keep her job? And I, I said to myself, I gotta like this lady. I gotta find a way to like her. My mind has to change concerning her, right? So in preparing this lesson, I was thinking about. Uh, a place that I went. When I was 20 years old, my dad worked for the airlines, so we got free passes to fly anywhere we wanted to go. So I wanted to go to Europe because my mind was stirred up, my heart was stirred up because I had a history teacher that really knew how to talk about the cultures and the, the ways people were in the olden days, why they had the wars, the events that happened, the battles, all the things that happened. And so I wanted to go there. I wanted to see uh, what was there. So I went to Spain and Germany and England, and of course, Italy, and I saw all the things that I wanted to see. I saw Buckingham Palace, the Berlin Wall, the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Can you imagine the Leaning Tower? An Italian, an Italian built that, okay? What in the world were they thinking, okay? I saw, I went, I water skied <laughs> in the Mediterranean Sea. I went to Monte Carlo. I wanted to see it all for myself. I wanted to be there. And so in my mind, I can go there anytime I want because I already saw it. Amen? So you can imagine. You have to see yourself being victorious. You have to see yourself doing the things that you're supposed to be doing. Amen? You say, I can't lose weight. You have to change your mind. You you, I, I can't love my husband. You have to change your mind. Amen? You've got to find something that's good about them, and you have to ask the Lord to help you to love your, your spouse, your husband, or your wife. Amen? Amen. I, I kid, I say, you know, we've, we were going on our 39 wedding anniversary next week, and I always say, well, we've been married 39 years. We've been happily married for 20 years, but we've been married... <laughs> <laughs> We've been married for 39. And I, I, it wasn't like all continuous 20 years. You know, three, three days good and one day bad. And a week good and then a couple days, you know, I'm, why did I marry this girl and all this stuff, you know. So I'm being honest, okay? You know, every, every, the guy that wrote and they lived happily ever after should be shot. That guy, <laughs> what in the world was he thinking, you know? You fall in love at first sight, but it's the continuing loving one another that's the challenge. You find out if you really love them when they rub you the wrong way, they don't do what you want them to, want them to do. They're not meeting all your expectations. I told this story the other day. My, my wife, when we first got married, the only thing she knew how to make was reservations. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> So we went to a men's uh, retreat, and I wanted to fast that day, or those three days, just to be in tune with the Lord. So I fasted, and uh, everybody went out to, to lunch, and they came back, and they go, oh, man, that was the best lunch we ever had. Oh, they were talking about all the dessert and everything. I'm going like, 
what a, what a time to fast. And then the final speaker got up and talked about how his wife cooked such amazing meals for him and, and how she made these homemade biscuits and the butter would just drip off of them and the, the, the chicken, the gravy was just so delicious and I'm crying, I'm going, my wife doesn't really do that. <laughs> she, she does other things. And so I was riding home with Gary George, you know, Pastor Gary George, and I was crying out to the Lord. How many of you know when you cry out to the Lord, he hears you? When, from the depths of your soul, I cried out. I said, Lord, I just want a good me- one good meal from Miss Mary Ann. Could you just come on and, and do something for me? I'm hungry, you know. I want to be like that pastor. I want to have a wife that just, you know, lays it all out. And so I didn't know if I was going to get my prayer answered or anything. But anyway, I I came home, and my son opens up the door, and he's so happy. He's got this look on his face like, Dad, you won't believe what he did for you. Look at this. And it was all decorated. Welcome home. And she made me lasagna, homemade Italian lasagna. And I told her, you don't have to cook for me for the rest of your life. (laughs) I know if I need it, I'll just call out to God, and he'll put it in your heart, and it'll happen. Amen? And, and the other day, excuse me, Marianne's not here, so we can talk. <laughs> you got to get a right mind, okay? Get a, get a right mind. So uh, the other day, I was playing basketball, and some guy hit me in the nose and started bleeding. And I know, I had to sit out for a minute, and... and uh, so I, I had to put, you know, toilet tissue in there to keep it, keep it from bleeding. And I went home, and it was still bleeding. I'm going, oh, brother. So I, I, I said to him, I was thinking, just, I was just thinking in my mind, I wish my wife would just, like, you know, baby me. You know, these guys are not babying me. They just go, like, are you okay? You okay? All right. <laughs> I need some sympathy, guys. Come on, you know. <laughs> and so... I was up there on the computer, and I still had the cotton in my nose, and she comes up, and she gave me the softest, babiest uh, talk. She goes, are you okay? Oh, I'm so sorry. Did you hurt your nose? I go, yeah, just a little bit, yeah. And I said, God, this is really working. <laughs> so if you have a husband or a wife that's not doing the right thing, call out to God. Amen. And that's what I always tell people when they get married. If, you know, they go through all these questions, you know, ask them a hundred questions. Do they do this? Do they do that? Do you agree with this? I said, I have real quick, do you love God and do you love each other? Because if you do, God will speak to them and tell them what they need. Amen? Praise God. Okay, let's get back to the message here. Pardon me? Weight problem? You got to make up your mind. <laughs> You have to tell your mind, I'm not eating that. (laughs) Praise the Lord. So Jesus said in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and all your strength. So your mind is very important. Your mind is amazing how it can absorb things. You, You can think of a song 30, 40 years ago that you can sing by heart. How did that get in there? You know, I'll be walking along and somebody will trigger a, a thought and then I'll, sing, think, I'll sing the song and I'm going like, how in the heck did I remember? That's 50 years ago. How, did I re- how can you remember what your fourth grade teacher said to you? How can you remember what happened, what somebody said to you in eighth grade? 
and does it continually affect you? And things that people have said to you, you can't, you can't hold on to them and let that be the direction for your course. You have to say, I'm a new man in Christ. I am above and not beneath. I do all things that, because Christ strengthens me. Some people have a tragic experience in their life, and they get stuck there emotionally. They can't move on. They're stuck. They're like 12th grade emotionally. But you have to move on and get past that. And not look at the things. So we have control over our minds, our thoughts, and our feelings. So let's look at this, what Jesus said in Luke 9, 62. He said, no one, having put his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. We have to look and say that all things that are behind us are behind us, and we're moving forward. I don't care what you've been through. I care what you're going through. Amen? Peter, Peter, he denied the Lord how many times? Three times. And he felt bad about it. The Lord looked at him and he, oh, can you imagine how bad you must feel? The king of glory, you denied him. But on the day of Pentecost, he didn't get up there and say, you know what, guys? I, I knew I blew it. You know, I, I, just, I denied the Lord three times. I tried not to do it. I just, something happened. No. He said, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. So you have control over what you think. You have to tell your mind what to think. You say, uh, I can't forgive that person. Yes, you can. You, can you, you make up your mind. You make up your mind. I am going to forgive that person, whether I feel like it or not, whether they deserve it or not, I am going to forgive them. You have to tell your mind to forgive someone. I, I like the quote from Smith Wigglesworth. They, he woke up one day and they said, well, how does Smith Wigglesworth feel today? He goes, I tell Smith Wigglesworth how he feels. Amen. I wake up with the joy of the Lord. I wake up knowing that I'm a conqueror. I wake up knowing that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So we can take control over our minds. And the Bible says in Proverbs 4, 23 through 27, it says, guard your heart with all diligence. The King James says, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Put away from thee a forward mouth and perverse lips. Put far from thee. Let thine eyes look right on and let thy eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of your feet. Let all your ways be established. Turn not to the right hand nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. What a mouthful. If you could just do that, you'd have a pretty good life. Amen? You know, I'm like uh, in our basketball uh, teams, when we play, I'm like the pastor of the, of the, of the basketball. Guys call me up and say, okay, I know you're the prince of peace here. Can you make peace in this situation? I got to tell people, okay, you stop cussing, stop talking bad about each other, stop criticizing, stop doing all that stuff, okay? And it happens. I, why? Because I have it on the inside. I want people to get along. You know, when boys play, they want to kid and tease each other and make bad remarks. And I said, we can't have that here. We have to have a good, peaceful life. In Proverbs 23, 7, it says, For as he thinketh, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. What are you thinking about in your heart? What, what, what's your desire? What, you know, do you want to please the Lord? We know we had uh, a guy that, uh, uh, Major Johnson, he came for Charles's ordination. And he knew me when I first got saved, and I was hungry. I wanted to know about the Lord. I wanted to serve the Lord. I wanted to know all about the Lord. And so I attached myself to him. I went to his house, and I, whatever you need, I'll do for you. 
I'll mow the lawn, I'll take care of your kids, whatever. And then I, as I was doing that, I was drawing from him all the spiritual things that he knew all, all of his life, and he was imparting them to me. Amen. So when he came here to see Charles's ordination, he was so touched and moved by it because he saw a young man who desired the Lord, married a woman who loves the Lord, and raised a child who loves the Lord. He was so impressed, he gave us all money. He gave the church money, he gave us money, and he gave Charles money. He was so impressed, he was so happy to see that we had fruit in our life. Praise God. So the Bible says, uh, let's, let's skip to Matthew 12, 34 through 36. Jesus is calling the Pharisees, you brood of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. All you have to, if you want to know what's in your heart, just listen to yourself talk. I start doing it, I'm something like, oh, this guy's, he's not right. <laughs> he's kidding too much. He's criticizing too much. He's judging too much. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good things. An evil man, out of the evil treasure, brings forth evil things. Matthew 15, but those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart, and they defile a man. For, this, is, this, is, this is amazing. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. Out of your heart, out of your heart comes these thoughts. So what do we have to change? Our mind? Yes, but the root of it is your heart. Your heart has to change. Your heart has to love the Lord. When I first uh, fell in love with the Lord, my heart was with him, but my mind had to be renewed. My mind wasn't thinking right. I would go to church, and I'd look at the girls, and I had thoughts that weren't in the Bible. Amen? <laughs> so I had to go to Major Johnson. I said, Major, am I possessed or what? I'm sitting in church, and I'm thinking bad thoughts. What's, what's wrong with me? He said, you got like a DVD in your mind. you got to take it out, erase it, put it back in, and put some God thoughts in there. Okay, I got it. So then I started looking at the beauty of the woman on the inside and not the outside. And, and you know, the Bible says if you look on a woman to lust after her, you've sinned in your heart. You've sinned already. So <laughs> we were talking on, on Wednesday night. So the thing is, just don't look at them. <laughs> Turn away. You see a pretty girl coming down the street? Okay, well, well how are you doing anyway? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now, Cecilia and I had a lively discussion on Wednesday. Okay? Amen. Talk about it. Okay. <laughs> I was saying that it all stems from your heart. She said, no, I think it stems from your mind. I go, no, it's your heart. And she said, no, it's your mind. No, it's your heart. No, it's your mind. <laughs> Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it later, okay? Let's just pray about it. So we both prayed about it, and she said, you know, I see what you're saying here, that God said, or Jesus said, out of your heart flow evil thoughts. And then I started saying, well, what is Cecilia talking about? Well, she's talking about if you want to change your heart, you put the Word of God in your mind, and it dips down and comes into your heart, and it changes your heart. And so here's a scripture that shows this in Psalms 119. How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. With my whole heart I have sought you. Oh, let not me wander from your commandments. Your word have I hidden in my heart 
that I may not sin against you. He's crying out with his heart, but his mind has to change. He says, Lord, I, I desire you, but I need to keep your commandments. How do I do that? Put the word of God into your heart. And that's why we're called New Heart. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Ezekiel 36 and 26 says, I will give you a new heart for square church. And put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, and you will keep my commandments. What's the problem? Your heart's not right. Your heart needs to change. And how do you do that? You immerse yourself with the word of God. You let it filter in through you. Now, the mind and the heart is amazing. I know uh, when I first got a job, at Johnson and Johnson, uh, it's a Fortune 500 company. You know they have baby products, baby oil, baby shampoo, all that stuff. And so on my first year, they said we're flying you out to Chicago with a bunch of other new uh, hirees, and there's going to be a contest on who can make the best presentation. And I said in my heart, I'm going to win that. Amen. <laughs> ah, so. A little side story. I got sidetracked because I missed, I missed my flight. Yeah, I was talking to some girls, and the flight took off. This is before I met Mary Ann, okay? And they closed the door on me. Boom! And I said, oh, my God. And this was the time when they had, like, a, uh, you know, some, a disaster somewhere, and their flights weren't going in, and flights weren't coming out. So I said, oh, my God. I, had, I saw people were, had backpacks and overnight things on the wall. So I said, I don't know how I'm going to do this, Lord, but you got to help me. So I was just walked down to the ticket counter and go, Lord, I need your help. Lord, you know, I've got to win that contest. And they said, whatever you do, don't be late. Oh, sure, I'm already off to a bad start. <laughs> so I got in there, and I said, I need to get to Chicago, and I don't care how I get there. If I have to go through Wisconsin or wherever, I just got to get there. He goes, well, oh, something just opened up. Uh, yeah, I can get you out in, in an hour. I go, yes, hallelujah, I got there. And so here's my demonstration. I was talking, they wanted us to do a demonstration where you're supposed to use all of the baby products uh, on an aisle, not just baby shampoo, not just baby powder, not just baby oil, but the whole array of baby products. So I'm typing it up. And, you know, I used to do skits and, and you know, presentations all my life. So when I do them here, just like, that's my life. So anyway, I'm, I'm do, typing this up, and I'm listening to this music from Andre Crouch. And the music was All the Way. Anybody remember that? All the way I'm going. Of course, nobody knows that song. <laughs> and so All the Way was the song. And so when I was typing it up, I made a presentation. I said, you know, with the, with the promotion that we have, you have to go all the way. You can't just go halfway. You, you, when you go outside and you have an umbrella, you don't have half an umbrella. You have the whole umbrella. When you make a pie, you don't make half a pie. You make the whole pie. When you have a briefcase, you don't have half a briefcase. You have the whole briefcase. And so I just gave it my all. And uh, so I thought I did pretty good. But there's a guy that came after me. He actually, he had a clever, more clever demonstration. He had a, a bag, and he was fishing, and he was pulling out baby products. And really cute. I'm going like, hmm. I don't know if I'm, I don't know if that's gonna work. I don't know if I'm gonna beat him. 
So anyway, the last night, they give the award presentations. And they get up there, and they make a big deal, rah, rah. And they go, and the winner for the most creative presentation is Chuck Canizero. I came, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And so this elder statesman, he was retired, and he was a consultant, pulled me over and goes, listen, young man, <laughs> you didn't win that on your own. He said, they were going to give it to that guy with the fish, fish story. But I like you. He said, I, I saw the way you interacted with everybody there. You, you, were, you were trying to help the young salesman. You had a good spirit about you. So when they all went to lunch, I, didn't, I stayed back and I looked at the video of your presentation. And I tried to find out some way that I could give the award to you. And so he said, you, on your presentation, you kept the all the way theme all the way through. But he just did one little thing in the beginning. So I called them back, and I said, before you give this presentation, I want you to see this video again. He showed my video. They awarded it to me, and I was so happy. And the moral of the story is you got to keep a right spirit all the time, no matter what, and, and don't just be so focused on you, but let the Lord use you in helping people because you don't know who is going to bless you. You don't know who's going to take care of you. Amen? My good brother Angel here, he's been pressing. He's, as we heard in the men's uh, uh, breakfast, you have to keep pressing into the Lord. Keep talking to him, being better. And favor is starting to happen to him wherever he goes. He, someone gave him a $600 gift to go to school, and, and he, he didn't win the contest, the basketball contest, but the guy that won it said, I'm, I'm, this basketball, I'm giving it to Angel. Well, what in the world is he thinking? He just liked Angel. He, you know, when you have God working with you, he gives you favor in all that you do. Praise the Lord. All right, we're, we're winding down here, but let's look at Joshua 1.8. <laughs> it says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it. How often? Just when you feel like it, you know. Once in the morning, once at night, that's good, right? Only when you need it, when you feel like it. Oh, day and night. But what else are you supposed to do in this scripture? Not only meditate, but what? Depart, it won't depart from your mouth. You have to speak it. Speak it, speak it, speak it. Now, he said day and night, and a lot of people say, I can't do that. I can't do it day and night. Uh, did, was God, like, wrong in saying this? Was he just giving you a little cliche, a little simple phrase, you know, day and night, do you think about him day and night? No, it was, it was for real. Now, I found out scientific study, that a person thinks 6,000 thoughts per day. 6,000, yeah, women maybe more. <laughs> women, I was talking to Ruth, you guys have an uncanny ability to think about 10 things at the same time, you know, and they all connect to one another. Us guys have one thought, okay? They put it in a compartment and they leave it there. Okay, <laughs> And then when you get in an argument with your wife or someone, the woman has a big advantage. They can spit out everything you did wrong for the last five years like a computer printout. Like, I didn't, what, I didn't, I, I, yeah, we have no defense. We put it in the compartment, we closed the door, we locked it, that's it forever, you know. But they, so I told my wife, I said, okay, I'm going to start writing things down, Okay. So that when you hit me with this, I'm going to go and get that piece of paper, and I'm going to bring it out, you know. But 
6,000 thoughts per day. That's six per, per minute. So when the wife asks the husband, what are you thinking about? He can't say nothing. <laughs> All right? He has to know that he's been thinking about See, when you roll it around in your mind and in your heart, it's a forefront, you, you hold on to it. And you say it, when you memorize it, you say it all the time. If you want what you need. If you don't want it, you just kind of let go. But if you have a strong desire, I know when I had that cancer, I said it all day long, every day, morning, noon, and night. I wanted to press in. I wanted the Spirit of the Lord to come upon me. And the Bible says His words are spirit and life. So when you meditate on His word, His Spirit comes. His healing comes. When you say, by His stripes, I am healed. Praise the Lord. Now, I learned this, too, from Marianne's brother. And, and he did a foolish thing. He, he was at his company. It was a big company. And they gave all the divisions a test. And they wanted to see who they were going to promote and who they were going to keep and all that. So he took the test first. And he got a copy of the test. And guess what he did with it? He made copies, and he gave it to everybody else that was taking the test. Everyone knows that's a no-no, right? He was just trying to be kind. He's just trying to help out. They found out about it. They called him in. You got a two-week suspension. We're going to investigate this, and we're going to figure out what you did and what your penalty is going to be. That's serious, right? So I went to him, and I said, uh, have you been praying? He goes, yeah, I've been praying. I go, do you pray every day? He goes, I pray every hour. I pray every minute. I, do not, I, I just stay in the presence of the Lord day in and day out. And, and so Marianne's mom went to the, the guy, the, the supervisor, and said, you know, I've known you a long time. That's my son. I know he did wrong, but I just want you to have mercy on him and, and do what you have to do, but I believe in him and I believe in you. And just, she left. Sure enough, they just dismissed everything. How did that happen? He was, he was in the face of the Lord. He was desiring and seeking the Lord day and night. And so I learned that. If you want something from the Lord, stay in his presence. Keep talking to him. What, what did the Bible says? The unjust judge he came to him. The, the woman came to him day and night, you know, bothered him so much that he said, okay, I grant that to you. So the Bible says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you. A couple more scriptures. It says, so what do you do with these imaginations? What do you do with these thoughts? What do you do with this mind of yours? Here's what it says in 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. It says, casting down, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And you, you, you bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. You're in charge. You bring every thought into the obedience of Christ. When you get a thought that's not godly? No, I'm not thinking that. You know, they used to say, you can't prevent birds from flying over your head, but you can prevent them from landing on you and making a nest, right? You have to think, where is this thought taking me? Where did it come from? And where am I going to end up after it's all over? I got some true confessions here. When we were at Kaiser, I used to eat lunch with these two guys every day for 10 years. And we used to eat in the cafeteria. And one guy, he, he just, he was girl crazy. And so every time someone came in that was looking, Mitter, 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 stop it. <laughs> stop it, brother. And then the other guy, 
He was, he was worldly too, but he, they sat there. I sat with my back to everybody because I didn't want to look at everything. And he told me something very interesting, the other guy. He says, why am I going to look? I'm married. This is not helping me to look and to fantasize or to imagine. Why am I entertaining that? So you might have things that are entertaining you. You stop it. It's, where is it going? Where is it taking you? Taking you down the wrong path, not the path of righteousness and, and victory in the Lord. Praise the Lord. So um, what scripture was it? Oh, yeah. Casting down imaginations, bringing every thought unto the obedience of Christ. I'm not thinking that. I'm not thinking that. Praise the Lord. Now, um, so here it says right here, last slide, Colossians 3, 1 through 2. If you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting on the right hand of God. <clears throat> Set your mind <coughs> excuse me, on things above. Not on the things of this earth. Set, you set, you set a thermometer. What do you do? You set the temperature. You set your mind. I'm thinking these things. I don't care what everybody else is thinking. You know, we live in, a, in an area in California. They got Hollywood. They've got all the, <laughs> the spirits of sexual enticement all around in the magazines. <laughs> the pastor said last night, even when they're selling a hamburger, they got to get a pretty girl to sell a hamburger. That doesn't match. You think if you get that double cheese hamburger that you get the girl with it. No, you don't get the girl with it. <laughs> Set your mind on things above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Now, last scripture I said, Ephesians 3.20. Now to him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or think, according to the power that works in us. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just come before you. We ask you to take control of our mind. Let our mind think the things that you want us to think, according to the word of God. We set our hearts to seek you and to know the goodness that we have in you. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I just ask for your spirit to come upon the people. You said the blood of Jesus cleanses our conscience from dead works, that we can have the mind of Christ. We can think like Jesus did. We give you the praise and the glory and the honor for it. In Jesus' name. If that's you, just in your heart, in your mind, ask the Lord to refresh you, renew you, give you new thoughts, give you a new perspective on life, to think about things that he wants us to think of. He wants our imagination to be uh, filled with his words, his life, his thoughts. Thank you, Lord, that you love us. Thank you, Lord, that you love us. What is that song? I don't know if you know, but change my heart, oh God. going to sing it for us.
change my heart, oh God. Make it ever true. Change my heart, oh God. There is none like you. So we're responsible for changing our heart. We're responsible for allowing what God has done for us to be in us, changing our mind, changing our heart, to serve him all the days of our lives. And there's great reward for doing that. God will bless you, take care of you, work for you, make your life easy. Hallelujah. Do the things that you could not do because he sees your heart. He knows your desire. He knows your life is for him. Thank you, Lord. Here it is. There's the Lord right there. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Take hold of your people, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your sweet, sweet presence, Lord. Let's make this confession together. Say, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. With all of my heart. With all of my heart. 
All of my soul, all of my mind, and all of my strength. In Jesus' name, amen.